Hello to everyone tuning into the Highly Optimized Podcast today. My name is Ryan Sprague, and throughout this podcast, I will be showcasing individuals who are living a life beat to their own drum, sharing their stories, and revealing their valuable information for you listeners on how you can effectively take life into your own control, what steps to take to create your own path, and how to maximize your results in manifesting your dreams in this reality. Wherever you go in the world, if you choose to look back far enough into the history, you will undoubtedly find sacred rituals and practices. One of the main reasons for this is that our ancestors understood the laws of the universe, the nature of the mind, how to transcend the mind through these daily rituals and practices, and why it was important to do so. This being said, one of the main challenges I currently see in the world at large is the undervaluing of things such as meditation, breathwork, energy practices, etc., which ultimately keep people in lower levels of consciousness whereby they are attracted to low-level attractor patterns and vibrations such as anger, needing to be right, addictions, the victim mentality, and more. Today's guest in the show is a returning brother of mine who is an expert in the realms of yoga, meditation, and inner work as a whole. As soon as I met him in the Enlifted Coaching System, I could tell that he was the poster child for downregulation, and I was immediately excited to get to know him more and learn from him. Over the past year and a half, we've had the opportunity to share space in person twice, and the presence he embodies has truly helped me reestablish inner work as a top value of mine and reap the benefits of a calmer, more balanced life and nervous system as a whole. So please help me in welcoming back my man, Jeff Lester, to the show. Jeff, welcome back, what's, my man. What's up, brother? Oh, man. Thank you for that awesome intro. Poster yeah. child for, for downregulated nervous system. Yes. Oh, well, I mean... That. Dude, you remember me when I joined and lifted level one, right? And yeah, you know, that was a, I mean, it wasn't that long ago, right? Like in the, in the scope of the illusion of time, but you know, I mean, I used to talk like this all the time and I couldn't stop talking fast. And I just like, it was, it was a thing. Right. And I actually saw it as like a, a, a good thing, right. Not to say not to put good and bad on things, but I saw it as a positive thing. Like, oh, that must mean that I'm processing really fast. And it wasn't until I realized what I didn't know that I realized how challenging that is to work within that type of upregulation all the time, especially when you're trying to call on creativity, when you're trying to dive into your purpose, when you're trying to just relax. I mean, God, you know, the ability to relax is something I never thought I'd have to rem remember. And there we were, right? Having to remember it. <laughs> just that. Like it's a relaxation is an ability. I mean, I, I find myself like that often. Mm. I, I find myself, yeah, and, and thank goodness, because it's these practices of meditation, of cultivating more presence, more awareness, that I've been able to notice more my anxiety, my tension, anything that is upregulating, any story that's circulating, and then the ability to simply breathe, take a deep breath, be present, soak up the moment. And that really helps me. That's that's really been a superpower and continues to be uh, in this age that is so focused on fast paced, that is so focused on what, what we can do quickly and instant gratification. I actually started working, uh, well, visiting a, a local yoga studio here to my dad's house in Georgia. And I'm really happy because for a long time, I've been going to places like Mexico or Virginia to connect with community and to feel that because under the circumstances, I, I certainly feel isolated here in, in my house, in my room in Georgia, because my community that I've cultivated over the years is, isn't in Georgia, it's somewhere else. And so I've traveled, I've gone there and I look forward to going back to Europe when it when the travel becomes um, effortless, easeful again. Um, and anyway... I, I was talking with the, with the studio owner here, and I'm really happy to have made those connections and to be giving workshops there. And she was talking about the youth today and her, her stepson about how fused, how fused or transfixed they are on instant gratification and, and missing the point of this life. Like we really have our whole life to create what we're creating and this idea that we want it now. And that, that idea is really upregulating. That idea, just simply operating from that framework, really gets me going. Because I see it in my own life. I mean, I, I notice it in my own nervous system of like, I want it now. And it, 
the impatience and the cutting myself off from the beauty of what is, what is the beauty of this moment and accepting myself as where I am. And I'm really like always open to connecting more with the, with the present moment. And what that allows me to do is to appreciate everything as it is without needing to change it, without needing to make it different than it is. And then, and then I get really excited. So when that happens, when I've, when I've managed that within myself, I get really excited to be like, oh, I can start to see the, the beauty of where I am right now. And I can see the beauty of what's coming and, and there's no need to change anything. And there's a, there's a deeper surrender there. So I adore that practice for that very reason that it feels so good in my body, the ability to just uh, appreciate what I have. Now that's taken years. That's taken years and it's still a practice ongoing of being able to meet myself where I am to connect with the present moment and to really appreciate, to appreciate sitting with my brother going on a journey together and everything (laughs) that could unfold. Yeah. You know, that was so beautifully and poetically said. And, you know, what the image that got downloaded to me is almost like the feeling of being okay, having it be Christmas morning, presents are under the tree. But you and dad are just hanging out, drinking some coffee in the morning, waiting for mom to wake up. You're in no rush to open the presents because you know it's how fun it's going to be. But you're also enjoying the present moment of just relaxing, which is actually like it's a projection of how Christmas morning used to start for me because I'd be so excited to open my presents. And my mom is a late sleeper. That's where I, you know, I got it from Night Owl. And uh, <laughs> so my dad and I would be down there hanging out at, you know, seven in the morning until nine and just watching comedies and whatnot and just hanging out. But, you know, it, it, it's only in later years that I've realized like that was actually the best part of Christmas morning, right? Was being present with my dad. It wasn't necessarily the opening of the presents, right? And so we can use that as almost like a metaphor for like exactly what you're talking about, right? Like being comfortable and at peace, right? Like that's one of the highest vibrations you can be at is peace and being at peace with the present moment and just being, you know, and believing, like, I feel as though it comes into faith too, right? Because in order to be in the present moment, you one one gets to and must have faith in in that everything is going to work out okay. That's what I feel, at least in my own experience, makes me feel like I don't need to be running to the next thing. Because when I'm doing that, I have a lack of faith. That's why I'm trying to speed things up. Because I'm I'm feeling unconsciously in that moment that if I don't speed things up, XYZ might happen, right? Which is all a manifestation of quote unquote lack of faith. Right. Yeah, exactly. That's such a beautiful anchor for understanding how how beautiful it can be and and really what what's important like where do our values lie in terms of how we're operating like to be sitting with dad enjoying your morning and christmas the presidents everything under there is is a side note knowing that it's there it's we're gonna have an awesome you know opening unveiling of what's been beneath the wrapper but (laughs) the the real goal there is the time spent with your father so Mm -hmm. i i can uh appreciate that since for me i've had many moments i there they are there's a word for this it's called samadhi and yoga Mm. samadhi samadhi means bliss is what it would translate to and it means the 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 dissolving of the this illusion that what is isn't already perfect and one moment i had often they are coming very close connection with nature and nature snaps me back to the present moment. Mm. And I remember, and who knows if I said this in the first podcast, but it was such a profound experience that I'm happy to share it again. I was really new to my yoga practice, really new to being very consistent with my yoga practice and meditation practice. And often for people, that's when the results or the experiences are the most the most obvious, like it, it becomes the transition between going from not so present and, and not so engaged in our life and not so engaged in life itself to even just the drip, drip, drip of, oh, present moment, oh, present moment, oh, I was distracted. Moments like that are like pure gold, especially when we're starting our journey. And I remember coming out of my dorm and I was, I was in college at the time and I had a laundry in my hand because I needed to walk to another building in order to do the laundry. 
and my head was in such a like such a state. I was all negative and trying to solve all these things in my mind and trying to fix all these problems I thought I had. And I was walking, walking, walking. And then finally I come past the first building and then there's this big field. If I look to the right, there's this big field and a huge tree growing out of that field. And it's just beautiful. And I looked, I realized again, I was looking at the ground all up in my head. Just as I pass the wall, I look up and see this tree and it completely sliced through all that bullshit that was going on in my head. And that was such a great experience because it's like, that's how profound it can be to just cut through all that nonsense and realize that's not what's important. And to simply be, to simply see that tree, have my, have my whole world shattered in that moment, my perception to be disintegrated by the beauty of nature is something so special because then it just was like, oh, right. None of that shit was important. None of that was important. I'm just creating more patterns and more cycles when I dwell on it and when I run on the hamster wheel. So I call that a Samadhi moment because it, it absolutely, it, in a, almost a violent, but a beautifully violent way, rips me out of whatever negative headspace I'm in. And it's like, whoa, present moment. Here it is. Yes. Take a breath, experience it. And so early on, and I say this for anybody who's, curious about going on a journey of meditating more, meditating consistently, go, doing a mindful movement practice, whether it's yoga or qigong, anything that harmonizes our energy, is that that's some of the, the goodness, that's some of the gold that you could expect, especially getting started. First few months of your journey, all, all these like really eye-opening moments. It is like we could, we could take, we could drop acid and have moments like that. <laughs> Guilty as charged. <laughs> And to and to do it and just to have it completely shatter an everyday moment really puts things into perspective of where am I putting my attention and how can I put my attention more often on that beauty? And I think it's it's very important for us today to in, in the shifts that are happening and the and the at the three D level at the you know the things that we see and the things that we consider life everyday workings are are going through some big transformation some big transition and they have been it's we've seen it we've seen the start of it with um the first lockdowns and everything from the pandemic and everything like that is leading up to us to a bigger transformation of human consciousness i i see it it's not that i oh yeah need to any proof to believe it i can feel it in me yes as well and how can we orient our attention more to to the beautiful things and then that becomes sacred and then that becomes worth taking care of and the rest will fall fall to the side because um the important lesson here and this is the this is what meditation teaches us meditation practice teaches us is that we can be the the shepherds we can be the ones controlling our own attention that's really all we have that's what that's what we have everything stems from where am i putting my attention my vibration will will react or my my vibration will respond to what i'm putting my attention on easy example if i'm putting my attention on something i feel grateful for something i can appreciate i elevate my vibration my feelings into a state of gratitude and that's an elevated state that's an elevated emotion i did that by managing where I put my attention. Now that simple act of managing where we put our attention, that requ- that is a skill. That's something we cultivate. That's something I say we we practice that in meditation because in any given meditation practice or mindful movement practice, I go on and on and again realizing when I've allowed myself to become distracted and then coming back to the present moment, coming back to the experience I'm having and then choosing what I want to put my attention on. So I know that if that's there for me, and that if I've come a very long journey from a place from being fully disconnected with what even is the present moment, I know that must be the case for many of us today. And with with so many things vying for our attention, like attention is the premier commodity because it's with currency, it's currency. Absolutely. And so with with that, with the power, your empowered ability to manage where your attention is, you're free. There's freedom. Without that, you are you are easily able to be influenced to what anybody else who has their has your attention. You are easily able to be influenced by what is their agenda. What is yes. what is, what do they want from you? 
And so it's it's not a good or a, it's not a, a them versus us or a good versus evil in my perception. It's just I need to reclaim my attention and that's it. Because the second enough people start reclaiming their attention, those things that are growing because they're sucking on the attention of millions, billions, mm-hmm. those things will die because they live off of attention. And that's it. They live off attention. Attention is currency. It's energy. And so the big shift in the world is happening when more people recognize, oh, I can choose where I put my attention. I can choose to do what I'm doing right now and be with that. And and notice, here's the special part, notice when I've become distracted. Notice when I've become distracted. That's it. And that is, uh, you know, in essence, the, the highest state of being that I can imagine in this 3D world. In, in this being human, the highest state I can imagine is to really be focused and present on what I'm doing and remind myself I'm doing this because, and I'm doing this because, no matter what the the doubt or whatever creeps in, we can always rise above that by reminding ourselves what's what's important to me and, and reconnecting with those values. And values can change. Values can shift over time. It's a, it's a very deep thing. And we can shift that too. Because I know that um, over the years, I've become increasingly and increasingly more reverent to nature and just knowing how valuable nature is. And then my life has oriented itself around that. I spend hours outside. I feel anxious if I'm not spending time with nature. So I so. I realize that nature is really my medicine. Mm. And so that whole process is it's happening a lot and it's it's shifting where we're going as a humanity and I think that really each one of us take care of ourselves, be in our own process with it and the rest will take care of itself. Absolutely, man. You know, I wrote down a couple of things. All of that was again like this is why I love talking with you so friggin' much Jeff Lester because man, I love people that like I've never been a small talk person and that's not to cast judgment or anything. It's just, it's just my flavor of ice cream is not, doesn't happen to be small talk. Right. And and so like I choose my flavor of ice cream pick depending on what I like the most. Right. And so these kind of conversations fire me up and, you know, you're talking about awareness, right. And, and more so attention. Right. And, you know, it's, it's amazing to me how many people are unaware of, and I was too, right? So I'm not putting myself on this pedestal, but like, you don't know what you know until you know it. And even then you don't really know it. It's another paradox, but you know, your attention can literally change the makeup of DNA, right? Like, like like they've proven this in studies within 12 seconds, right? Like your, your, your attention can change the pH of water. It can change the, the structure of water, right? This is all again, like proven, right? They've, they've done scientific studies on this. And so, you know, we, we all too often as a society forget that, yes, we are in the age of distraction, right? And, and I choose to call it that because distractions aren't always bad, right? Like, like, so I, I enjoy the term distraction because there are times where, Hey, like, I mean, technically food's a distraction, right? Like, I mean, there are certain things you, you have to distract yourself with to be able to exist in this reality by the laws and confines of this, this reality. Right. And so, you know, for me, there are times where, yeah, like I'm going to play some can jam. I'm going to hit some volcano bags. I'm going to like distract myself a little bit, but the, the juice is worth the squeeze. Right. But it's becoming aware of that and choosing it, right? That's what we're talking about, being able to choose it consciously and say, I choose to do this now, right? And and not just get led around by the mind that is really just a collection of programs running that until you get a, like that's what meditation, that's what all these things do. Plant medicines, everything has the same purpose, right? Now, plant medicines will get you on a jetpack there, but again, they don't teach you how to do it. They just show you it, right? And then it's up to you through meditation and through breath work or whatever to be able to access that without needing any other substance, right? Doesn't mean you don't still interact with them, but you don't need them for that, right? You go in for new lessons and more lessons. And so, you know, you were talking about nature as well. And, you know, this is like a perfect example of how nature really is our, our quote unquote God in this realm, right? In the three, 4d reality, 
nature is what is alive. It's what's producing consciousness, right? It's what where consciousness is coming from. And we are part of that system, right? So it gives me no, no surprise whatsoever that you had your Samadhi. And I've had a couple of those experiences too, especially when you include plant medicines, but you know, oh, yeah. just, just consciously, I mean, think about it this way, right? Who do you know that said, Hey, I really want to drop acid and go to Kmart or Walmart, right? It's like, <laughs> yikes, right. It's like, you would never want to do that. Right. Because you realize something in you. Oh, knows, my gosh. That's not where I want to do that. Right. Right. But so like, what makes that's you want so... to go there? You know, it's like, what makes you want to go to the mall or something when you're not on plant medicine? You know, these are things I've asked myself through the years. So, you know, and they've, they've been what's worked for me, but yeah, like nature really is our God in this reality. And so and when you start actually experiencing, because it's not logic, right? Logic is not right. going to get you there. Logic is what kept people like Albert Einstein and Isaac Newton at 499 on David Hawkins scale, not jumping to 500 because they couldn't fully let go of logic. And it's not letting go of it like it doesn't matter, but it's realizing that, hey, even though I know what I know, quote unquote, all of it could be wrong. Like all of what we're talking about could be completely wrong. Who knows, right? Like right. I believe it's not, right? We have a shared belief that it's not. But when you get over the the whole needing to know part, life gets a lot more fun because then it's just like you basically have a buffet and you just get to go take what you want instead of needing to know which food is the best on there before you just go try it out. <laughs> you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And it becomes a dance and it becomes a dance. And and like, let's be clear. I, at least I want to be clear that I still come down. I, st- I, I come down Same. often. Same. And, <laughs> and the reason I celebrate that is because I I get to remember how to walk myself back up and to appreciate the things that matter to me. And that is a, that's a sacred moment. That's a really special moment to recognize, okay, look, here I am feeling heavy or allowing something to envelop my mind more than I want to. How do I shift my focus? How do I shift my attention right now? And even that, that inner dialogue of, of, I could change this. I could mm. change this is a is worth celebrating. And it comes to this really cool perspective that I've been working on that's that's evolving for me. I've I've totally heard this many times before and I'm really integrating it into my life is in any given moment we have the you know, we have the whole universe right before us and we perceive it as time. And so it's like, what will I do with my time Mm -hmm. in the next couple of hours or something like that? And if I let a negative vibration or something that is taking me down or something that is worrying me or making me anxious guide what I'm going to do with my time for the next couple of hours, let's say I like to keep it on a small scale because Mm -hmm. then that, that makes it very digestible. If I let that run the show, then odds are I'll do things that, I, that I'm not necessarily, that aren't enriching me, that aren't satisfying. And I'll get to the end of that time frame and I'll feel, you know, I, I might have shifted out of that negative time, uh, that negative mindset, or I might not have, or, I, or at the very least, I'll feel unsatisfied with how I use my time. Mm-hmm. And so I really am in the, the practice of thinking, okay, so... If I get into the the uncertainty, that's a big one. Uncertainty mm. of what to do with my what to do with oneself, like idle hands, totally. And that's that's another thing. What as uh, technology keeps taking our time off our hands, we're met with needing to figure out how what, how to be, what to do with ourselves, right? Yes. And what I do with that moment is. What's, I want to choose my higher timeline right now. So I just put a pin in this moment. I want to choose my higher timeline. And I think about, and it just splits into an array in my mind of like, here's some things I could do that are on the lower time timeline and they feel less satisfying and less enjoyable. And maybe it's watching Netflix or eating some eating something or, or just not spending time how I would appreciate it. And then what's my higher timeline? Like what, what is the other possibility? And it could be, I could play, I could practice ukulele. I can practice something that I'm trying to learn. I can go for a walk. I can do yoga. I can meditate. I can write, I can work on my book that I'm writing. And it's like, there it is. And it splits off into this much more beautiful, expansive feeling. When I consider that, that point, this moment right now, a point, and I have a choice and it, splits in all these different realities I can create. I, I'm really sensing in these times the different realities that we can create and how they can all be parallel to each other. And I just, I want to experience this one and I go for it. And I yes. go for it. 
Now, um, on the other side of that, so that's looking into the future. Let's say that I, and but it's rooted in the present moment. It's looking into the future rooted in the present moment. And when we do that, we're no longer operating from a memory that's recurring, that's, that's looping. So I'm breaking certain cycles there. And, and even with, with that exercise, I can, I can see that where I'm naturally pulled to do might be the middle path. It might be the middle road, the middle timeline that, that's, you know, keeps on perpetuating these patterns. And then I can choose what's, what I want to elevate with that. And then in that moment, it's my signals like I'm breaking that down. I'm breaking that down. And that, that gets, that gets me really excited about doing what I want to do in that moment. Now let's take that, reverse that back and let's say, okay, I'm experiencing something really challenging in this present moment. A lot of um, anxiousness or frustration or guilt or shame or anger, whatever these low vibration low vibrational experiences are that, that we just know they're heavy. We, we say mm-hmm. the word and we know they're heavy. And I want to also preface this by saying, it is a, it has been a practice of mindfulness and meditation for me to even develop the relationship of experiencing my emotions where I can relate them and and articulate them because before uh, earlier on my journey being embodied with my emotions and and really being present with what I'm experiencing is something that eluded me and so then this language of shame fear guilt anger wh- whatever these emotions are would, there would be a disconnection because it would be the word, but I've never been present with myself in that vibration mm-hmm. to really connect with it, to really know it. And so that's, that's being un- like, essentially it's being unconscious with the, with an emotion. And then that is running the show. And so our, our whole purpose here with meditation, with plant medicines, with connecting with nature, with our, all these magnificent tools to elevate our awareness, elevate our, ability to be in the moment all of all of those are helping us at least from my experience recently to be present with the experience we're having also so in addition to choosing something new i can also choose to experience what i am from a different place a place of awareness a place from being and this is where we can let go mm. first and foremost this is where we can let go it's the, it's the only place we can let go of, let go at is to be with those feelings and sometimes we need those feelings to be on such a high volume that, that feels like nothing else is possible that then we can start to let them go. What's really cool about doing this exercise in the past is I can say, all right, I'm feeling this intensity right now, whatever it is. And maybe there's not even a reason for it. Maybe there's like the rational mind is trying to figure out what have I done to, to you know, what am I doing that's bringing this upon me? And it could just be, something unconscious coming up. It doesn't have to be the world not going as planned. And then the feedback is that emotion. Sometimes it's just there. Sometimes Mm -hmm. it arises, right? Mm -hmm. Now, in that whole experience, I choose to have the statement of, I lived my whole life to experience this moment, this pain, this suffering, this challenge, whatever it is. And therefore, it has to be sacred. I have to let myself experience and to be curious about it. And the second I do that, the second I open myself up to to honoring, it's really an honoring of it. It's giving it respect. It's giving it saying, oh, look, I, I brought my whole self here. I take full responsibility for this experience I'm having. So let me, at the very least, get the juice. If I've mm. done the squeeze, let me see what's there, right? Absolutely. And it's in that moment that that I'm able to have that kind of conversation or, or reckoning with myself to experience what it is that's coming up, that the beauty just cascades out from it, mm. out out of it. And so it's like, where where isn't beauty, but where we're not looking? <laughs> yes. So it's like if I can even even in this challenging thing, I think I already know it. I think I know it. I think I know that that is what it is. And then when I really look at it with the with the perspective that I don't know this. Let me look at this. Let me have this. Let me experience this. It tra- it transforms instantaneously. So that's a very special thing that can that that can happen with this practice. And I, and I tell you ayahuasca taught me that. Mm. Ayahuasca is one of the one of the medicines that I have gotten more 
more acquainted with over the last year. And just the the magnitude with which we can transform challenging moments within ourselves. It's, it's like we don't have to wait for our perception of things not going right to, to interface, you know, how, how we expect our expectations getting tangled with the reality of how things are. We can really meet them where they are and, and expand upon that, you know, the, the verticality of the present moment instead of the horizontalness of it and of time. And within that, just the ability to, to really be at peace with what is. And that's, that's a great, uh, an amazing teacher. And, it, you know, I'm glad that I've, I've gone into plant medicine because the first time we met, I, well, the first time we met and the first time we recorded, I was still very new to plant medicines. I've been with cacao, which isn't a psychedelic, um, rapé, which is not a psychedelic. They, they are definitely mood altering and, and experience altering. And at the same time, these uh, mushrooms, um, DMT or ayahuasca are all newer experiences for me. And I went into them having practiced and been a meditator for years. And, and so being on a quest already, knowing what experience is a way and, and really having an understanding of, of getting my mind out of the way. And noticing that um, if my mind tries to solve something that is beyond the scope of my mind, it'll just get chewed up and spit out. <laughs> and yeah. so um, I really appreciate the plant medicines, as you mentioned before, as as incredible teachers. Mm-hmm. And it's 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 the ability to take that experience and be able to work with it in life that we get to integrate that. We get to make use of it. And again, that comes for me, it, it, meditation practice, the ability to become more aware and more present with what I'm experiencing has to precede that in order to make it worthwhile. Mm. Yeah, man. You know, I agree with everything you just said. And, you know, a little while back, you were talking about uncertainty. And, you know, what I wrote down there too, is, you know, the opposite end of that pole, right? Because, you know, I think about anxiety, you know, depression, any low vibrational state, right? Whatever story we cast upon it, right, as human beings, and uh and but but really it's just a low vibrational state whatever that is 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 when i'm feeling that lack of faith that we were talking about right yeah and that's been like a control alt delete for me because you know it's like we talk about the mind right and the mind is amazing it does it does the best with the information it has available but yes you know it's it's not perfect right or maybe it is perfect and that's the way it's designed right regardless of which like one you believe or which one resonates you know if you're in a low vibrational state. It's really hard to think your way out of it. Right. And so oh, for me, yeah. it's impossible, right? That's what the whole quote, you can't solve a problem in the same level of thinking that created it came from. Right. For, I think that was Albert Einstein. And so, you know, when you think about like all these low vibrational states that we all have felt at one point or another, I just like to go, Oh, I'm just feeling a lack of faith. Boom. And then I can, I can actually like, it's just a control I'll delete for me. It sends me in a certain direction. And then the mind as a servo mechanism can go, okay, well, as a goal oriented machine, really, what is the, what is the goal like become? Well, if you have a lack of faith, you want an abundance of faith, right? So then the mind can actually work with you and start being like, okay, what do we do to find faith? Boom. Then you're on the right track, right? Then just from there, you've done some energy alchemy and you've had that cognitive shift. And then, you know, really like that brings me on to like what we've been talking about this whole time, right? Is the human being in two different like parts, right? The human being the form and the being part being the formless, right? And so like you were talking about how like, hey, I still come down quite often. I'm saying the same thing. Like, listen, guys, like it's it's part of life, right? It's, it's, it's the human condition, right? And there's a reason they call it the human condition, not the human being condition, right? Because it's the human part. It's the form part that we all agreed upon. And that's why we're here. At least that's what I believe. But it's important to realize that you always have access to the formless, the being part of you, right? That is much, uh, is infinite in nature, right? That is not going to be shackled by what we're, what is happening in our body, what's happening in this reality, et cetera. And, you know, Joseph Campbell says famously, right? Bliss is any emotion felt all the way through. And it's mm, so true, right? It. Because yeah, yeah. It's, I mean, like, <laughs> it's, you know, it's, it's so funny because, you know, this is why I love plant medicine so much because when you're interacting and, and I'm a firm believer that if you're not meditating, if you're not doing breath work, like I really feel as though one should start with those before they interact with plant medicines, unless 
they're going in with like a very seasoned person or a shaman or something and they have a, a like a dark night of the soul type thing going on but you know one of the things i've realized is that your inner work is what actually helps you transcend uh in life in general but also with your plant medicines right if you're just going from plant medicine to plant medicine which i've done before it's like you get these huge aha moments like these huge peak experiences and then you go right back to your small life you know stuck in victimhood doing whatever you're doing and you don't get to integrate any of it right but the meditation and all that stuff helps you get more and more separate from your identity and become watching be observing things and watching them not as a reaction but as a response right so you're actually being able to step outside and observe and go oh that's interesting Okay, when they said that, that invoked this in me. Mm, what does that say about me? Is that part of my karma? Like, okay. And so it becomes much more of like, hey, everyone around me are just projections of me. And a relationship is really just an opportunity to purposely project on one another to have one another trigger each other so that they can figure out what their karma was. Like, that's the whole point of a relationship to begin with, right? So I heard that the other day and it like rained so true to me. So and uh, yeah, and, you know, so it's 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 funny because you know, what I've really began allowing myself to do is, you know, yes, I love high vibrational states. And that's where I want to live. And when I find myself in a low vibe, I, I simply laugh, right? Because laughing, it, it means I'm taking myself too seriously in some way, shape or form. That's what a yeah. low vibration means. It means that something in me is so important that it's taking me out of the present moment and taking me from bliss. And so what is that? And then at a certain point, it just becomes laughter because it's like, oh, there I am taking myself too seriously again, thinking that anything I do in this life is too important. Right. And the paradox is nothing you do is important, but it's very important you do it. <laughs> so, Ooh, I love that too. Yeah. Oh, man. It's not my quote, but I said it really well. So <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I love that. I love that Joseph Campbell it, bliss is, is any moment or any emotion felt all the way through. I, that is yeah. it. That, that, he uh, articulated it perfectly he as he it. was a wizard of so many of that, of going deep into ourselves. Yes. Yeah. You know, it's funny because, you know, I've noticed that especially plant medicines have taught me this too, since we're on the topic of plant medicines now. And, you know, they've taught me that like the times where I've really started having a quote unquote bad trip, right? And all of like the beliefs around what that was, especially my first couple, right? We all have those first couple stories where we thought we were dying or whatever. <laughs> and, uh, and, you know, and so, you know, in those moments, it was just an over exacerbation of a pattern that I was running in my life, which is like, oh, I'm taking this way too seriously. Like, you know, you're not actually going to die. You made sure that you were safe and blah, blah, blah. You're in a house, you're not driving a car. Like, you know, there's a lot of rationale here and logic that could be applied with actual like with with great uh, success. But for some reason, that moment, I'm choosing to not do that. And so it's like, why am I taking that ability away from myself? And so, you know, it's really interesting because all of these things, meditation, um, you know, plant medicines, breath work, energy practices, uh, all of these things point to the same thing, which is for me, this is why it's so important. And we're seeing this happen in the world right now. So I feel like it's fun to bring up. And fun is kind of a uh, grim word for it, but at the same time, it's so it's so important <laughs> it's to yeah, it's like it's so important to take care of your body and treat it like a temple, right? Because yes, you know yeah. our whole purpose of having a body. If you follow like some of the ancient teachings, and I imagine you might know a lot about this as well, is you know that you know the nine chakra system is based on the nine dimensions, and so like each. Uh, each chakra is meant to be in balance for you to be able to communicate with those other dimensions and receive messages that ultimately allow you to advance your consciousness, undo your karma and move up the level, right, of, of human consciousness and, and not just human consciousness, but just consciousness in general. And so if you're not like taking care of your body and making sure that before you do a plant medicine, you're checking in and making sure these things are good. And, you know, if you're taking in fear, right, like this is one of the biggest things I've realized recently is like, oh, I've been trained to think that fear is entertainment, right? Like that, like, I want to watch things that are like uh, edge of your seat, all these things. And I'm not saying you can't do that, but until you become aware that like, Hey, that's doing something to my nervous system, right? Yes. Like watching people get shot on TV is, is doing something to my nervous system. Right. And recalibrating entertainment to be more like knowledge-based and more like curiosity games, like on yes. and things like that, you know? all of this plays into your body to be able to be a temple and to be healthy, right? We understand that power of belief is literally all there is. I mean, at the end of the day, if you believe you're going to be healthy, I, I mean, they've done some experiments and, and I'm not going to be the one to shepherd this or whatever, but they've done some experience where people eat 
some pretty shitty food and they just believe that it's the best food on the planet and like they actually get healthier from it. And so, you know, without going down this, the deepest of rabbit holes here, I will say that it's so important to take care of your temple and remember that why we're here is to feel bliss, right? Like if you believe that, that I do, like I do that, you know, the, the present moment is really like a cosmic orgasm then anything that's taking you out of the present moment is essentially you saying, I don't deserve to feel blue balls. Yeah, exactly. You're blue (laughs) bossing yourself. (laughs) Yes. And so that's like really something I looked into, like what beliefs do I have where I believe that I don't deserve to feel that bliss. Right. And so I'm curious for you, like, have any, has anything like that come up for you where you've gone into like belief patterns and such and found that like, oh, maybe that's why it was so hard for me to stay present because I actually believed maybe through parents, maybe I don't even know what it was. It was just something maybe ancestrally. I'm curious, you know, what's going on there for you if you've had to deal with anything like that or move through things like that. Yeah, I'm I'm sure I want to consider that and I want to uh, see about reframing it in a way that that resonates more with me in terms of hmm. belief patterns because I see belief patterns as something that ex- that's very deep and something that extends over time. Mm. And so what I what I recognize is I look at look at what's happening in the moment or in the situation that might have some time behind it and I th- and I think okay so what is it that that got me here or what is it that that I'm you know, I'm now I'm interfacing with this experience. What's the lesson here? Mm. Instead of, um, and so what, what is it that I believe is something that I always try to be an, a, a conscious agent of what mm. do I believe? Because really uh, m- magic, magic and, and the, the bliss and the complete, incredible astonishing nature of life itself is something i cho- is really something i believe in yes. now when belief is taken into such a deep in, in integration it is it becomes being mm. right it becomes being and it's it's no longer something that so is so easy to look at at the conscious level at least inspection for for the mind because we're operating from it and so we, what i look at what i want to look at is Okay, in this area of my life, this relationship or this experience, this this story I'm I'm telling myself, what is the what is the lesson there? Like what is the what is the information there for me? And then what do I want? Because ultimately, ultimately I I want to do my work. I want creativity to to flow through me. And I and I really believe that's what I'm the most fulfilled, see there, I just use the word believe. Mm. That's when I'm the most fulfilled. There's a good example. I use, when I said believe just then, I, I was using it unconsciously. And so when I, so I can relate that back now to this moment and say, I really believe that when I do my work, what matters to me, that's fulfilling for me. And that's, and that is simply creative. And I, and I used to have, here's a good example around belief. Um, creativity used to have to be this thing of making a piece of art or painting on a canvas or being a musician. And I didn't realize, I, I never gave myself the credit for what I could be creative with or what's creative for me or, or mm. that my very nature could be creative itself. Like even expressing can be creative. Mm. And so for so long, I felt like I'm not creative. And for so long also, I, I, I also felt like I wasn't a very curious person. When in reality, if if I looked at my behavior, I'm actually a very curious person. But it's what often got in my way of my perception of being curious is the part of me that that is afraid to be wrong or the thinking I know something. Mm. And I and I and I, t- I totally recognize that as an obstacle. And and the way I smash down that obstacle is to go right down to right down to your street and talk about. Um, what do I believe in and what do I have faith in? So I have faith in this, right? And so for me, faith, faith is the antithesis. Faith or trust, I like both, is the antithesis to to to, to the knowing, the quote unquote knowing how things are or how they should be. Because if I start, if I give my 
energy and my attention towards trust, then I have to take my attention away towards thinking that I know how things should be. And that, and that this sidestep or this hiccup or this, whatever it is, this obstacle isn't actually facilitating the greater thing mm-hmm. because it's so easy to think that this obstacle is in our way when really it's, it is exactly what we need to make the, the thing behind it so much more beautiful or so much more manifest. And so that's for me, when I, when I integrate, when I bring in trust into my field, into my awareness, it's, it's simply saying, I don't know. I don't know. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's incredibly empowering for me is to not know because I spent so many years thinking I needed to know, thinking my worth, <laughs> my, my value was on staked on knowing certain things and being certain. And the more I let go of that, the more magic and the more beauty that I see because it's like it becomes an infinite possibility for it because I don't know. So that's really special. You know, I love that. And, you know, that's like really the the overarching mantra of my life at this point is that I know that I don't know, right? Because like we were talking about earlier, life becomes a game again after that, right? Why do kids have so much fun? Because they don't, they don't know anything, right? They're just, they're just exploring. They're literally just acting as the scientists, like the fun scientists, right? Not the, not the boring ones, right? But (laughs) chlorophyll, more like chlorophyll, but like, you know, real, like just fun and curious people and scientists in the world. And they're just, they're just running around. They're trying things out. When something gets less interesting, they put it down. They find something else. They don't have a story about how they have to keep playing with that thing because they just bought it. And if they don't play with it, you know, then it was a waste of money. Like all these things that we come up with as adults, right? That, that I love like it. you were saying, like that challenge your ability to be in the present moment, right? That take you out of it and start getting you into your head and running around these stories. And, you know, that's, that's to me, like really the crux of everything now is, is that quote, wise is the man who knows he does not know. Right. Because yes, that is, that is, I mean, I, I truly believe that's synonymous with what David Hawkins talks about when he talks about making that jump between 499 and 500. And I think that's why plant medicines are like so incredible when you already are like set the stage with these kind of things. And I mean, of course, like how we came to this, I imagine was influenced by plant medicines as well, but we're also doing the work every day. Like, you know, I, I think yes. I speak to both of us when I say that plant yeah. medicines are an extremely rare thing, right? Um, yes. You know, minus maybe cannabis for me, but, you know, they're an extremely rare thing, but the inner work is every day, right? And yes. and so like, that's the integration that actually allows you to really just come to like a less and less controlling point of view is really where I've gotten now where when things happen, they simply happen. And if I do react, then I ask, why was that like conclusion or the opposite conclusion so important to me. Why, why did I feel vested in that outcome? What does that mean? Right. And sometimes I'm okay with what I find there. Like, Hey, I really care about that. And that, that really means a lot to me. Cool. I'm just to have awareness around like, Oh, that's why I got, I reacted about it. Right. Then I can go back. I can, you know, if I yelled at someone or did something that it wasn't in alignment with how I want to show up, I can apologize and, you know, state like, Hey, let me, be, let me be vulnerable with you. Like, this is why that came up and I'm really working on it and yada, yada. But until you have the awareness, which is, I think, the the pivotal thing we're talking about this whole entire episode, it all mm-hmm. starts with awareness, right? And so, like, yeah, that's why, yeah, and that's why, like, it's funny, you know, we've done so many coaching programs, and they've all been amazing, right? But, you know, the two things that pretty much every uh, coaching program I've ever gone through says, and every program, self-development program I've gone through, it's like, make sure you write stuff down, make sure you breathe, and also make sure you get still with yourself, like, there's a reason why every single program mentions those. It's not because they're copying one another. It's because without those, there's really, there's no, that's, that's your foundation, right? Like that's what you're doing every day. Even if you don't know like what you're getting out of it, right? Some days I journal and I'm just journaling random stuff, whatever comes up, but it's, it's the routine, right? And the ritual because between stillness, like meditation and awareness and all the stuff we're talking about and rituals, that's where magic gets created, right? Because rituals in a lot of times have you work with the land, right? And again, the land is our God in this reality. And that's why it's so challenging. And it does give me a heavy feeling when I think about, you know, what is being done no, I'm careful to say to the earth, but what, how people treat the earth. Right. And, right. and, and I do believe that, you know, everything has a happy ending, but damn, sometimes those feelings are challenging on the way through. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, that's a tough one. I mean, even I, I, I've done some good work on letting go of that while at the same time, 
uh, walking my talk has been very important to me in, in terms of how can I connect with the land? How can I appreciate the land? How can I, how can I do what the best, the best I can to, to make sure that I'm in alignment with, with mother earth. That's really what it comes down to is, is, well, here's my, my understanding. And, and this is what I can see is that the more aligned we become with ourselves, the, the natural alignment is to, to reconnect with, with what we are, which is nature. Mm-hmm. And then we're no longer, so it's like these out of alignment, um, actions and behaviors will, they're no longer having our attention. So they fall away because mm-hmm. we're, where our attention is now on nature and now what is true for us. And so it's no longer material. It's no longer, you know, how can I, um, accumulate all these material things? It's like, how can I commune with, with nature? Mm-hmm. And it makes, you know, to, to, to go on a journey of deepening that makes being in the society that we have, that we contribute to, that we're a part of, um, first and foremost, there's a responsibility there. And it makes being in that society difficult. It, it makes, sometimes it makes, I want to run the other direction. I mean, many ways in my life, I have run the other direction. And it's true. Yeah, I have run the other direction a lot of times <laughs> in, a, in a lot of ways. Um, and at the same time, how can we come back and really embody what we're doing, what we're, what we're, what we have discovered as being unknown, as being the unknowers of life? How can we embody that and help support the shift that we're experiencing? Because like it really, this is what I know is that it has to start with each individual each each you listening to this can can be facilitating this miraculous change in our world where we live in harmony where we live uh, in congruence and aligned with nature and it is beautiful and our our happiness and our joy is incredibly easy to manifest not because of something material or something outside of us but because it's there it's our birthright yes. so it, it's it's a, each individual's journey to, to discover that within and when we do that we are taking our attention away from all that which is destructive we're putting it we're taking it from out externally and putting it inside and fi- waking up to what is in what is within us and that's that's the beauty like that's the the bliss right and so my mission is to continue to express, to continue to walk my talk, to continue to go on my own journey first and foremost, and then to, to share from that and to empower and inspire and hold space for every and every individual that comes in contact with me to go on their own journey. That's mm-hmm. it. I, Cause I really think that that is, is how we amplify and how we expedite the shift that we're experiencing right now. I 100% agree, you know, and it reminds me of uh, one of my other favorite mantras that I say, which is everything is an inside job, right? And what I mean Mm -hmm. by that is that if you want to see, if you want to be the change, it starts from within, right? Like nothing is able to be felt externally until you've already owned it internally. And so like, if you want to find calmness, you're not going to find, you might find, you might be able to rent it by going to a float tank or doing something like that. But eventually you're going to have to or that's a bad example because a float tank will actually get you there. Eventually, awesome. But yeah, they're amazing. <laughs> uh, you'll, you might, you might rent it going to the bar, right. And, and drinking, right. But there's going to be a point where that alcohol wears off where the same feeling that's ultimately just looking to be felt is there. And so yeah. until you start working from inside your, your reality is not going to change, right? Like there's seven and a half billion people on the planet and it's a big planet. Anything is happening in the world right now. And so like I had someone ask me the day, like, what you don't watch the news? How do you know what's going on in the world? And it's like, I anything is going on in the world. It's like, what what is putting my attention on something bad happening in somewhere in the world going to do to change it? If I focus on putting the energy into me, so that then I can go to the store and have a smile that's five times as bigger as my as big as my face, and I can yes. infect the next person with it and make them laugh, and then they're more likely to pass it forward or pay it forward and make the next person laugh. Then those people who I might just made laugh at the grocery store that might be high level executives that might be in this hypothetical scenario, 
wondering whether to trigger a nuclear attack or, you know, <laughs> go home and, you know, hit their wife or do something horrible, right? Like that might be the thing that changes. And we all have that power. And that is our universal power zone is to be able to be vibrational accelerators, battery chargers for those around us. And it's, 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 it's a ton of personal power and it feels great. So I invite anyone like, like, just like Jeff was saying, like this stuff is a lot easier than our complicated minds make it seem right. You might be listening to this. Yeah, this seems complicated. No, this is the simplest thing, which is why it's so challenging. It's a paradox because we are so intellectually smart. Our intellect has been going to the gym since we were six years old. And now our spirituality in many senses is just turning on. And so it seems so complicated because it's actually so far from what we've thought this reality is, which is what our intellect is and what our mind is. But it's actually, it's so simple. It's literally just starts with laying down and breathing. That's it. And maybe you do it for a week and you don't feel anything. Right. And then on the eighth day, the second, the second week, the second month, the sixth month, at some point, something is going to happen probably pretty soon after you begin, honestly, where like, like you were saying, Jeff, where you're going to have either a Samadhi or you're going to have something that your logical mind is like, huh uh well that, <laughs> this changes everything you know and and that's going to keep you coming back and that's the curiosity we are all like we are all per persevering here and not persevering like we are all travelers of the wide wide world and we're all uh frontiersmen like on the last true frontier which is the frontier of the mind and so like that's where we can mm. all really shape our realities and help the world at large turn on like you know for the average person, you know, I've, I've often said like, yeah, I want millions of dollars so I can give millions of dollars back and, you know, save rainforest and everything. And then like, I remember one of my first plant medicine journeys, they're like, oh, so you're going to wait all the way till then to do anything. And it was just like, they, it was just always just like, they were like, why can't you do just as much now? You don't what? Cause you don't have money. It was just like, it was just like, oh yeah, I can actually like put time into myself and invest in myself to be in this place where I can smile, I can laugh and I can go share that with the world. That's why laughter is the best medicine because it brings coherence between the heart and mind. And that is, I mean, that's the vacation vibration bliss station that we're all supposed to be on. Vacation (laughs) vibration bliss station. Yeah, dude. (laughs) That one roll off the tongue right there. (laughs) That was rad. Vibration bliss station. Uh, Well, let's take note. I'm I'm saying it over and over again, so I remember. Hey, that's that's exactly it, man. It's like when we put our mind to the right in it in its rightful place, because the mind is an incredible instrument. It's an incredible tool. Mm -hmm. When we put it in its perfect slice between our emotional body and our awareness and our being able to experience the world and create coherence from that place rather than thinking that we have to have it all figured out from a rational mental perspective. That's when everything starts to to go. Mm. That's when things go. Absolutely. You know, and really, uh, I believe this whole episode, I'm going to use the belief term, but I believe this whole episode, we're really talking about how to be a conscious leader in 2021, right? Like how to be a, I mean, a leader period, right? But I want to add conscious onto that because that is what we're talking about, right? Like, you know, uh, I've been nerding out on a lot of stuff from Atlantis and what they talk about back then is being a leader back then did not mean like ruling over people in that way. It was like, hey, it was a lot of responsibility to make sure that you were doing your own shadow work and making sure that you were making decisions that were conscious Amazing. right, and everything like that. And so, you know, uh, I first want to ask where people can find you, but I have a really cool question to change up because I've okay. already asked you the original last question before, but um, I want to know where people can find you. I want to know if you have a date for your book yet, uh, your meditation journals, your classes. Tell us everything, Jeff. Tell us everything. Yeah, man. Well, thank you. Uh, you can find me on my website. Speaking of leadership, I mean, my my brand is Jefe Living and Jefe means boss, chief, mm. leader in Spanish. Yeah. And it's it's a, it is a it really is about being that per- personally empowered I- individual that is being the leader of their own life. That's what it is for me, and that's what that's the transformation. And whether you're leading one or you're leading many, coming from that place that it starts with this one, this one here, is really what matters. And I and I think that that's the important part because it's it's just beautiful. It's, it's how I want to live. And that's how I would love for others to experience life as being the beauty of responsibility. 
and everything that comes from that. So my website, Hefe Living, you can find uh, meditation programs. You can find upcoming events that I'm facilitating. I do a lot of yoga teacher training work right now. Yoga teacher training is a self-development um, rocket ship, spaceship. It is uh, akin to like a, you know, a coaching certification, except we just call it teaching yoga. And you have that embodied practice under your belt, but also the, the thousands of years of philosophy um, you know, that's it's an induction, uh, initiation into that, which again, we have to take that as an initiation and keep it going. Otherwise it's just the tip of the iceberg. it's the tip yeah. of the iceberg. Totally. Um, coaching and my meditation book is out. Like my meditation book is there. You can reach out to me and get a copy of it. I'm writing another book on uh, really a- around aligning our attention, attention with our intention mm. and the language work and how that how that factors into it as well. And it's, it's really a, a practical guidebook that we do the exercises. We do those practices. We do the story work. We elevate our awareness and we, we get our attention aligned with our intention and our actions aligned as well. And we do it. We walk our talk. So that is the, that's the book that I'm coming out with. I haven't figured out a name for it and I'm still writing it. And uh, it's still, opening itself up to me. I guess I'm opening myself up to it. And that'll, that'll, I, I hope to have that finished this year. And yeah. the website's getting a revamp. You can find me on Instagram at Hefe, J-E-F-E underscore A-F. And that's where I'm primarily posting whatever I'm up to as well as, as well as lots of pictures of flowers and nature and stuff like that. <laughs> All right, dude. That's <laughs> where you guys can find me. <laughs> That's amazing. Please do get in touch. <laughs> yes. Like, honestly, I, I please get in touch if you have questions about meditation, starting a meditation practice, starting a mindful mindfulness practice. Like, those are the things that I really love to support people with that I feel knowing my journey of just not really getting it, thinking I got it, having a lot of pride in the way. Like, I, I would love to to meet you where you are and support you wherever you are. I love that, man. And so my final question to you, Jeff, Jeff Lester, Hefe Lester, is this. Mm-hmm. If someone listening could only make one change to highly optimize their ability to be a conscious leader, what would Jeff Lester suggest that one change be? Recognize that it is an ability Recognize that it is an ability, that you are that ability. And then exactly what I talked about before of choose, choose the timeline, choose, choose your actions that align more with that. And note that that, cho- that choosing starts in the dot of this present moment. Mm-hmm. And then let the rest take care of itself. Let the rest take care of itself. That's the, that's a big one today is when we focus on what matters, we can really let the rest take care of itself. That's, that's trust for me. I will take nail on the head for 500, please. (laughs) (laughs) All right, guys and girls. So I'm sure after hearing the wisdom from Jeff's mouth and heart, you can see why getting him back on to share the updates in his journey of life and to just riff was a no brainer. To me, Jeff symbolizes what it means to live life from the present moment. And in my opinion, there is no greater lesson in the world, especially right now in our history, to learn to do so. From the present moment, we can learn to respond rather than react, come from compassion and love rather than anger and triggers, and we can ultimately create the best, most fully alive experiences of life possible for each one of us. For those of you listening who heard Jeff share his journey and wisdom and felt the call to go deeper, I will reiterate once more that Jeff is world-class at what he teaches, and I would strongly advise any of you who felt that call to reach out to him to discover all of the amazing ways he can help get you out of your mind and get you into the most fun life imaginable starting today. Jeff, thank you so much for being such an amazing brother, friend, and overall human in this lifetime, and I am impatiently awaiting the next time we get to share some laughs walking talks and good vibes amongst one another much love brother namaste much love brother wow
What is up, everybody? I hope you are all enjoying the show, and I wanted to stop by real quick and share a little bit about our latest podcast sponsor, Freedom Builders. Now, Freedom Builders are a team of graphic designers, website creators, videographers, social media marketing experts, and coaches that build out your custom online business from A to Z. This is a done-for-you service, which means they do the work for you while you get to put your focus back on what you love most, which is coaching your clients and bringing in sales. Now, as a former online fitness coach, Mike knows where your struggle points are and exactly how to help you overcome them. This is why he created Freedom Builders, so that you can scale your business while protecting your time and your energy. Now, you guys know that delegation is a business superpower, and you can activate this superpower today by scheduling a complimentary call with Mike at freedombuilders with a z on the end.com so you can start building the freedom that allows you to take your business to the next level. Alex and I recently connected with Freedom Builders for our Connect with Cannabis build out and we could not have been happier with the results. With Mike and his team, they were able to go through an outline and create a personalized program for our experience, develop our brand identity, build and design a custom branded webpage, professionally edit our program video content, custom design all of our slide presentations, automate our email marketing sequences, create a seamless payment system for our offer, design unique infographics for our social media content, and guide us through our proven launch blueprint to generate organic leads through our social media. So if you're a coach, facilitator, or healer listening to this ad right now, and you are looking to put freedom back into your life, once again, go to freedombuilders, with a Z on the end, .com, and book your complimentary call today. I hope you all enjoy the rest of the show, and I'm wishing you the best day ever.